Good morning. If you haven't already, please stand with us as we read our vision. Ready? Read. We are a strong, growing community of faith-filled believers who live aligned to the Word of God, and we make an eternal impact in the lives of others. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He is a good God who helps us overcome each and every battle, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. You lead us through things that we don't even know we're going through. Thank you, Father God. We lift you up. Please lift him up with us, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
satisfaction. You bring me liberty. You bring me freedom. You bring all of your goodness into my life. You bring all of your grace into my life. Hallelujah. You bring your salvation into my life. Hallelujah. You bring all your peace, <laughs> all your strength. Hallelujah. He brings it all. When you call on the name of Jesus, that's why you're safe when you call on him. The righteous person, which if you've received the Lord, you've been made righteous. It's not something that you're striving to be. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus right this very moment. And so you can sing that song not just out of faith, <laughs> but out of expectation that you are the righteous and you have the name of Jesus. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. And that every time you call on the name of Jesus and you make yourself available to the power that's in his name. Every time you lean on the power that's in his name. It doesn't matter what's around you. You dwell in the secret place, <laughs> in the secret place of the Almighty God. Yes, you do. And you rule, you reign. <laughs> Hallelujah. He provides everything that you need. Yes, he does. Because he's faithful. He's faithful. Hallelujah. So we lift our hands and we lift our voice. And we receive everything you have for us. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Great grace, great grace is available. Hallelujah. Maybe our lives haven't been going in the direction that we desire for it to go in. You know, maybe we're far off the path. <laughs> this time three years ago, you would have never thought you'd be standing right here. <laughs> You had it all worked out. <laughs> but then, you know, we make a mess out of our lives sometimes. <laughs> we just do. And so we put ourselves on a different path. But I want you to know there's redemption in Jesus. You can redeem the time and get the, the, the steps right back on the path that he desires for you. How do you do that? Just receive his grace and his strength this morning. You know in your heart, you know something's different about this atmosphere. There's something different in this environment. What is it? It's filled with faith and expectation. Because that's how we come to church. We come not going to leave the same way as I came. I need something different when I leave out of here. And so I come with great faith and expectation. Yeah. And I know that there's nothing impossible for my Savior to do. And he hasn't just been a Savior to me, but he's become a friend who sticks closer than any other brother. You know, family and friends, they're fickle. And they turn and change at the drop of a hat. But our master and our savior never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he's faithful. He was faithful to you then. 
you're still living today you're still walking and breathing today and he'll be faithful to you tomorrow amen Glory to God. Father, I lift up every single person who's here this morning, those who are listening and watching, participating online. We just lift each and every one up. You know the need. You know the desire. You know what needs to happen. And some, it even needs to happen today, right now. Right now, it needs to happen. And so you know what that is, and you can help. Holy Spirit, we ask for your help this morning the great ultimate helper. We ask that you come in to our situation. We give you the space that you need to work and we ask you to go to work on our behalf right now in Jesus' name. We open our hearts, our ears, and our eyes to you and we lean into what you have for us today. Yeah. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Father God, that one word from you can change the entire direction of our lives it can change our destiny and so we thank you and we praise you for it we receive it in Jesus name amen hallelujah glory to God why don't you just take a minute and greet one another this morning and we're going to be welcoming some partners here in a minute you can stay up there team if you don't mind if you don't mind playing hallelujah thank you Jesus glory to God glory to God Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, sirs. Thank you, Lord. I know. We're good. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. The Word of God says freely you have received, freely give. So God loves you. And we freely give that love to others. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, we praise you, Lord. Glory to you. Glory to you. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. All right. This is one of my favorite things to do. If someone asks you what Pastor Maria's favorite thing to do, if you've never gotten a hug from Gina, you've never been hugged. I just want you to know. She gives the best hugs. If you've never gotten a hug from her, you have not been hugged. Just letting you know. You feel the love. You do. I saw that hug. I'm like, I want to hug. <laughs> I'll come get mine later. Hallelujah. So this is my favorite thing. If anybody asks you what's Pastor Maria's, one of her favorite things to do in service, it's this right here, to welcome new partners, new family members, new family members. And so you ever go to a restaurant for the first time and you look at the menu and maybe it's like overwhelming. They have like, like Cheesecake Factory has like 60 pages in their menu. It's like, but everything's good, you know. But so you go to a new restaurant and you're like, oh, and you get kind of overwhelmed or maybe you go to a store for the first time, a grocery store, and you're like, I don't know where anything is. We went to Connecticut this weekend, and there was um, the Y, the Big Y. Ever been in the Big Y? The Big Y is a pretty cool store. I, I, I like going in there. There's a lot of stuff. It's a grocery store. 
But um, I'm like, oh, there's the big Y. He's like, oh, no, we didn't find a stop and shop. Stop and shop, I know. And so we had to go find a stop and shop because he's familiar with the stop and shop. And so you ever go in there and you feel like an outsider. Like, you're like, I don't know where anything is. But the more you start going, and if you frequent that restaurant, you get real familiar. Oh, the burger I like is on page three towards the bottom. <laughs> or, you know, the cheesecake I like is the second one from the top at the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> on that page of desserts. Or the bananas are right here where I like them. The kind I like are the organic kinds. They're right here. You become very familiar. So if you go to the grocery store enough, you'll even get to know the cashiers. Oh, Shirley, she's really good. We go to her. Oh, we stay away from him. <laughs> He's kind of slow. You know, I'm in a hurry today. So you get to know these places that you f uh, frequent. Well, it's no different when you come to a church. Right. You walk in the door sometimes. We try to do everything we can to make you feel welcome. Well, we'll I mean, we're a huggy church. <laughs> We love to, do, to welcome. We try to do everything we can, but you kind of feel like an outsider when you come in. You know, you see the TV shows, and they're like in a bar, and they're sitting there, and the music's playing and everything, and two strangers walk in, and the music goes, Reek! Everybody turns and looks at the people. That's kind of how you feel. You're like, is everyone looking at me? Like, what's up? So it's, that's how it is when you first come in the church. Then you start coming. And you start coming in and you're like, okay, all right, I'm getting to know this one. This is where this one sits. Let me not sit in their chair. And this is what this one does. And, this, and you start to learn more and more about the church. Well, we have what we call the transformation track. And what that's designed to do is to help accelerate your acclimation to the church. Basically, that's what it does. It helps you get to know us quicker. And so there's a class in there that talks about the church, the background of the church. You know, how'd you start? How is your picture up on that wall? Who are you, <laughs> right? Who are you? The founders of the church. And so you learn about which buildings we were in. Did you know we met at Brockton High School for a time? You know, you learn all of that about the church. And then uh, you learn why it's important to, to be a partner, a family member with the church and make it official. And then the second class is the equip class. Uh, my dad is a very disciplined, a Marine, he's very disciplined. And so he has some daily habits that he practices. And so the second class is to give you some tools that can help you to grow spiritually. Now, you may be growing just fine. And you may say, well, I don't really need that. Fine. But you put, we put it in your hands. What you do with it, it's up to you. If you want to grow, you can utilize them tools. There's some confessions and some things that you can do on a daily basis. And then the next class is a simple class. It's a discovery class. Some don't think it's simple because there's a lot of writing. You know, there's, it's a test. But it's a really good tool to help you determine what your personality is. We all have different personalities, and our personalities have strengths. And then there are opportunities to, to grow personally in our personality. If we don't know what areas our personality lacks, how are we going to know to fix it, right? And so uh, we have that. And then it's a spiritual gifts assessment. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all. Because who, who's the one that tells us? The Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit will let us know and confirm that within us, right? But this is a good starting point. And then the last class is our impact class because one way to get to know people and to really see how they operate and to develop and foster relationship is to serve beside them or to serve them. 
together in church, to serve God together with our brothers and sisters. And so that's the impact class. It gives you the opportunity to sign up. You see, we have a wonderful music team. Thank you all this morning. They are a blessing. And so we've got opportunities there. There's opportunities. Thank you to the media and sound. We got Aaron back there this morning and Ivan, Mr. Eric on sound. We got ushers, Donnie and Mike's helping out today. So we've got, you know, we've got different teams that you can work in. The children's ministry, you don't see them. So sometimes people think, I thought you were all set because I don't see anybody. No, we're not all set. We can always use the help. And so uh, we have children's ministry downstairs and the, the youth ministry. There's different areas of ministry you can get involved in. Greeting, it's always nice when someone comes to your house and to your door to greet them, isn't it? And so there's opportunity for that. And so that's what this class does. It opens that door and it brings you from maybe the outskirts on the perimeter all the way into the inner circle. You know, we were all once outsiders spiritually. And Jesus, the blood, drew us near. Hallelujah. Well, this class is just a step to get you in faster <laughs> into the church. So this morning we have three individuals that we want to welcome. And uh, it's actually, I should say five individuals because one is a family. It's not just mom or dad's church. It's the family's church. Amen. Glory to God. So I'm going to have Mr. Bob and Ellie Barnes come. And you can stand right here. And then Jessica, let me make sure I get it. Jasmine, Jada, and Giselle. Come on up. All right. And there, the Texeras are coming up. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can just stand right there. Glory to God. So, oh. <laughs> so they went through the class. They went through the transformation track. And this morning, this is my favorite part, is we get to officially welcome them as part of the family and so my my commitment to you is that I pray for you on a daily basis you are covered in prayer there's you know you don't ever if you're a part of this family you don't ever you can and we appreciate you doing that if something comes up to to call us or to text us and let us know please do that but there are times that you never call or text but you're still being prayed for just know that you're prayed for on a daily basis even if you don't call or text. There have been times I've been sitting at home studying. God will put something in my heart. And I text the person and I let them know. I'm just letting you know I'm praying. Oh my goodness, you don't know what kind of day I'm having. And so God will put you on our hearts when you connect in this way. Because it gives us permission. What you're doing is giving me permission to feed. I'm just going to be responsible to feed a well-balanced meal. That's my pledge to you as I listen to the Holy Spirit and I'm protecting you here as the flock. So I'm very cautious as to who I have come and stand and minister to you uh, at the pulpit. I, that's my pledge to you. I'm very careful as to who uh, we, we allow to come in and minister. Uh, I, I, you know, if I hear someone talking about one of my flock, you better be careful. <laughs> Don't talk about my flop. <laughs> and so uh, I've got your back. I've got your back. You are part of the family now. And all the rights and privileges, when you have weddings, funerals, whatever it is, I'm there. 
I'm there. Whatever the joys of your family, whatever the sadness of your family, I'm there. Your family's there for you. We're here to support you. We're here to lift you up. We're here to be a blessing to you. All right? So thank you for choosing us. I know that God has put it in your heart to have you choose us. And so I thank him this morning for that. Amen? So I want to pray. So if you would stand with me, connect your hearts, and just stretch your hands out here towards them. I'm just going to pray. Ushers, just if you could come just to... And we're just going to receive you officially this morning. We've already received you. Our hearts are wide open to you and the giftings and the callings that God has put on the inside of each of you. Because God has put things in you that I need, that we need as a faith family. Amen? Father, I just thank you. I'll grab your hands. How about that? Father, I just thank you for Mr. Bob and Miss Ellie, these precious saints of God. I thank you for bringing them to our door, and I thank you, Father, for leading them to stay. We appreciate you, Father God, for bringing us together. We consider this a divine appointment, yes. a divine connection. And so we thank you for them. We thank you for everything that you've put on the inside of them. And I call myself their pastor this morning. And I thank you, Father, that as their pastor, I can call forth the gifts and callings of God to arise and awaken within them. Whatever you put in their heart to do, Father, I call that to come out in yeah. Jesus' name. And I thank you. I support them. I, Father God, I help to equip them so they can yeah. do the work of the ministry. Yeah. Whatever it is that you have them to do at home and abroad in the church, wherever. I thank you for the anointing of God yeah. that's within them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, yeah. I receive them. And this faith family receives them. We love them. We support them. And Father, I thank you that there is nothing that we can't do and accomplish for you together. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stay right there, okay? Stay right there. All right, family, let's join hands. <laughs> Glory to God. We're going to pray. All right. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for the Texeras this morning. I thank you, Father, for each of them and for the things that you have placed on the inside of them. I thank you that my dad had a conversation, that he was bold enough to walk up to them in the park. <laughs> I thank you for that divine appointment that day. And I thank you, Father, that you have led them here and that you are continuing to work in them to will and to do of your good pleasure. And so I call myself, as they've submitted to this house, their pastor this morning. And I pledge myself to them, Father, and I thank you for the gifts and the callings that are in each of them. As they grow up, Father, in you spiritually, I know there are things that you've placed deep down on the inside of them. And so I mine those rich deposits this morning, and I call you to come forth in Jesus' name. You awaken on the inside of them in Jesus' name. We receive this family into our family. 
and we support them. We love them with the love of Jesus. And we are here for them, Father God, no matter what they need. We'll share in their joy. We'll share in sorrow. We'll strengthen, mentor, encourage, and impact together. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. She's still praying. <laughs> She's still praying. Okay, let's do this. So now I want to give you this. For each of you and this is just a you know just a little uh, memento or memorial so you can remember this day it's a certificate of church membership and uh, I'm gonna give one to each of you that is yours mr. Bob and that's yours Ellie and then you know it's not complete until you get your father's house family church t-shirt so there you go we usually wear them on the fifth Sunday of every month but you can wear them anytime you want you're a walking advertisement of your faith family amen stay there we're not done <laughs> all right so we gave one to mama and this will represent for the whole family that's for you that's your certificate but I got a t-shirt for each of you all right mom I'm gonna let you distribute these so I don't get the sizes wrong okay I think I know yours. <laughs> yeah, I got yours. And this is mom's. <laughs> there you go. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Now, I'm getting my hug first. And then those of you who have gone through the transformation track, I want you to come and give them, if they want to hug, give them a hug. I think they're all huggers in this crowd. So give them a hug, shake their hand, whatever you'd like to do. But I'm getting mine first. <laughs> God bless you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We love you. We love you and we receive you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you, my darling. Come on and give them hugs. Glory to God.
Good morning. Good morning. You know what? We're going to do things a little different. So we're going to do this at the end. We're going to do the offering at the end. I feel in my heart that we're going to go right here. Kev, do you mind just staying up there for me? Thank you. Can you just play softly? We're going to do something a little different. Um, I don't have a long message this morning, but I do have something I was reminded of that the Lord uh, reminded me. And uh, I'm trying to move in this message from why to how. You know, why we assemble to how. And he won't let me get off the why. <laughs> and so uh, he reminded me, he brought a scripture to my heart. Uh, and so we need to go there. We need to go to that scripture and look at it. So it's not long, but I want to just do it here. And then we will receive this morning's offering. We'll do our announcements. We'll do that. Are you okay? Yeah. Is this okay? Okay. So if you would go over with me to Matthew chapter 16 this morning. I know this is different, Kev, but thank you. I appreciate it. There's just an, there's an anointing in music, the right kind of music. There's an anointing in the right kind of music. Music is so important in our lives. I, you know, there are some people, I don't think I've ever met anybody that said, I don't like music. <laughs> I've never met anybody who says, I don't like music. Now, I know some people who say, I don't like country. <laughs> I don't like country music. Uh, I never liked it until I moved to Oklahoma, right, Joe? And then I, then I became an Oklahoman. <laughs> and I like country music. And I tell you, there are some anointed country singers. But uh, there's an anointing in music, and it can really help. And I think sometimes there's a disconnect, like when we go from worship, and then we do several things, and then, you know, it's like, ooh, you know, you, you, you thank God for his anointing, and I appreciate that. But sometimes, like this morning, I'm just going to have him play. Glory to God. So in Matthew chapter 16, this is Matthew's account uh, of the day that Jesus asked the disciples who people were saying he was. Look at verse 14. It says, well, they, the disciples replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. In verse 15, then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. In verse 17, Jesus replied, you are blessed, Simon, son of John or Jonah, because my father in heaven has revealed this to you. You did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. See, the answer that Peter gave to Jesus came by revelation. Jesus himself said, God revealed this to you. You didn't hear it from any earthly source, but you heard it straight from heaven. Peter said that Jesus is the Messiah or the anointed one, the son 
of the living God. And right there and then, Jesus stopped calling Peter by his name, which was Simon. And he changed his name. He said, we're going to start calling you Peter, which means Petra. In Greek, it means a huge rock, like the rock of Gibraltar. I looked it up because I'm like, what's the rock of Gibraltar? It's a huge rock. They say it's impenetrable. And then there's all kinds of stuff about it too, myths and stuff. But it's a huge rock. And so Peter, that's, do you know this is where they get that Peter stands at the pearly gates in heaven? This is where that comes from. Because it says that Jesus gave him the keys to heaven. <laughs> so people say, say Peter's going to be at the pearly gates. That's how those jokes started right here but what Jesus was saying here is that the church will be built not on Peter that rock but on the revelation that Peter received that day of who Jesus really is who Jesus really is the anointed one and the son of the living God and guess what more revelation has come out. Paul said that Jesus is the head over all things to the church. So more and more revelation has come out about who Jesus really is. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is the result of receiving that revealed knowledge of him. That's where we were born out of that revelation look at second peter chapter 1 and verse 2 i'll read it out of the passion second peter 1 2 may the grace and perfect peace cascade over you as you live in the rich knowledge of god and of jesus our lord peter knew something about that rich knowledge didn't he he received revelation knowledge back there in matthew when he was with jesus and he's telling us to live in that rich knowledge. Verse 2, in the message says, Grace and peace to you many times over as you deepen in your experience with God and Jesus, our Master. See, we've got to go deeper in our experience with God and Jesus. That's how we live in the kingdom. God never meant for us to come to church for years and years and years and be in the same place spiritually as we were years ago. That's not how he intended it to be. We must grow spiritually. And the only way to do that is to receive and walk in the revealed knowledge of who he is. The Father loves to reveal himself to us. The Word of God tells us that he'll come and manifest himself to us. What's he going to manifest? Just that I'm God. No. What do you need him to manifest himself to you as today? What is it that you're lacking in your life today? What are you believing for? He will come and manifest himself to you in that way that you need him to come today. If you'll let him, he loves. He's not hiding from us. He wants to show us every side of him. The side we need for him to manifest today. He'll reveal that to us today. Amen. Look at 2 Peter chapter 1, 
verse 5 to 11. This is the man who received revelation knowledge from God the Father himself. And look at it stayed with him. In view of all this, make every effort to what? Respond. Respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with the generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patient endurance and patient endurance with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at nine. But those who fail to develop in this way are short-sighted or blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their old sins. So dear brothers and sisters, work hard to prove <laughs> that you really are among those that God has called and chosen. Do these things and you will never fall away. One translation says you will never stumble. Then God will give you a grand entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Peter knew something about that, didn't he? Jesus gave him and us, the church, the keys to the kingdom. He knows about a grand entrance into the kingdom of God. The real key to never stumbling or falling is to have the supernatural revelation of who Jesus is. You can go to church regularly and hear lots of Bible teaching. You can read the Word of God. You can read about Him in the Bible all you want. You can do that. But you have to have a real understanding of who Jesus is. And the Holy Spirit desires to reveal Him to you if you'll give Him that space and that time to do it. A lot of times we want to read our three minutes and you'll get something if your heart is open for your three minutes. But if you want to go deeper into the things of God, you've got to go deeper. It's not on the surface. The good things are deeper. Hallelujah. We watch Gold Rush. How many of you watch Gold Rush? That's our show on Friday nights. And they dig for gold in the, in the Yukon. And there's a lot of things that happen. But when they hit pay dirt, <laughs> They hit pay dirt. It's like way in there. There's one group, they hit pay dirt early. They're like, wait a minute, how come we're getting all this gold? We haven't even got down there yet. So they mine for gold and they're digging way deep down. By the time they leave these places, it looks like craters hit the earth. I'm like, what happened? It doesn't look like the same place. They're digging holes everywhere. Well, how, how, what kind of holes are you digging? How deep are you going? in the things of God. How much time are you spending? Because it sure takes them some time. And so let the Holy Spirit work in cooperation with him. 
and let him reveal the Father to you so you don't stumble or fall away. In the message, I want to read verse 5 to 9 to you. It says, so don't lose a minute in sec of Second Peter. Don't lose a minute in building on. He's talking about growing what you've been given. We're supposed to build. Remember the talents that Jesus talked about in the Gospels where he said they received one and he buried it. Then the others, you know, oh, I invested, I did this and that. Well, that's what Peter's talking about here. Don't lose a minute. Don't waste any time building on what you've been given, complementing your basic faith with good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness, love, each dimension, because you're growing, fitting, and developing the others. With these qualities active, and growing in your lives, no grass will grow under your feet. There's just no time for it. You're just going to keep moving. No day will pass without its reward as you mature in your experience of our master Jesus. Without these qualities, you can't see what's right before you. Oblivious that your old spirit, sinful life has been wiped off the books. So listen how he closes. So friends, Confirm God's invitation to you, his choice of you. Don't put it off. Do it now. Do this, and you'll have your life on firm fitting, footing. The streets paved and the way wide open into the eternal kingdom of our master and savior, Jesus Christ. We should never be standing still in our spiritual journey. Once you have received that true revelation of Jesus and know who he is by the power of the Holy Ghost, you'll be able to do these things that Peter listed in this chapter. And then according to the scriptures, you'll never stumble. You don't have to even be concerned about it. You won't or fall. Go back real quick to Matthew chapter 16, verse 17 to 19. I want to read it in the message. Jesus came back. God bless you, Simon, son of Jonah. You didn't get that answer out of the books or from teachers. My Father in heaven, God himself, let you in on this secret of who I really am. And now I'm going to tell you who you really are. <laughs> God says, let me tell you who you really are. Let me show you who I am in you. Let me show you. You are Peter, a rock. This is the rock on which I will put together my church. A church so expansive with energy that not even the gates of hell will be able to keep it out. <laughs> and that's not all. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom. <laughs> Keys to open any and every door. No more barriers between heaven and earth earth and heaven, a yes on earth, a yes in heaven, a no on earth, a no in heaven. <laughs> my brother and my sister, oh, that we would not just have a revelation of who Jesus is, because many have a revelation of who he is. Many do. But it's more than that. It's more than just knowing something. 
He's the Jesus I read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. He's the Jesus I read that Isaiah prophesied about. He's the Jesus that they knew. He's the Jesus that Peter spoke about. He's the Peter, Jesus that Paul spoke about. He's the one that they put their nails and in, in, in their hands in the nails, uh, where the nails were in his hands and the holes. He's the one. Yeah, but who is he to you? Who is Jesus to you? And you can grow in that revelation. You've got to experience it. I like something that Jim Hockaday said this weekend. He said, this past week, he said, the more responsibility, the more you know something, the more responsibility you have to experience it. You're responsible to experience what you say you know. If you say you know Jesus, you need to show that you know Jesus. What's your experience of him then? Who is he to you? What can you stand up and say? Here's what Jesus and who he's been to me. He may have been this guy or this person, this entity to Paul who knocked him off his horse when he appeared to him. But he was the one that changed my heart. He was the one who changed my mind. He was the one that when I get him on the inside of me, the word, he's transformed my life. He's changed my direction. He's given me direction. He's given me purpose. He's given me a destiny because I was going the wrong direction. And he changed my life. He changed my life. When I gave myself to him, he changed me. And so I don't know him just as Savior. I've made him the head and the source of everything that I need. That's who Jesus is to me. Yes, he's the Son of God. Yes, he's the Savior of the world. But he's my Savior. He's my Lord. He's, he's everything to me. And so it's a matter of, of knowing who he is and walking in the revelation that you have of him. And as you do that, you'll walk in the fullness of what Peter said in 2 Peter. You'll walk in the fullness of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16. And what Paul said in Ephesians, we'll take our seat in the heavenly places in him and exercise our full authority. We'll rule and we'll reign. We won't wait to get to heaven to do that. Behind the pearly gates, we'll do it in the here and now. Amen? We won't let the devil have his way in our lives because he's trying to have his way. But we'll exercise the authority that's been given to us. And I want to close by praying this prayer for you out of Ephesians. I'm going to read it. We're going to put it up there on the screen. And I want you to receive this today. Ephesians chapter 1 is where we'll start. Every time I prayed, I think of you and give thanks. But I do more than thank. I ask. Ask the God of our master, Jesus Christ, the God of glory, to make you intelligent and discerning in knowing him personally. Your eyes focused and clear so that you can see exactly what he is calling you to do. 
grasp the immensity of this glorious way of life he has for his followers. Oh, the utter extravagance of his work in us who trust him. Endless energy, boundless strength. All this energy issues from Christ. God raised him from death and set him on a throne in deep heaven in charge of running the universe, everything from galaxies to governments. No name and no power exempt from his rule. And not just for the time being, but forever. He is in charge of it all and has the final word on everything. At the center of all this, Christ, the anointed one, rules the church, that is you and I. The church, you see, is not peripheral to the world. The world is peripheral to the church. The church, again, that's you and I, is Christ's body in which he speaks and acts by which he fills everything with his presence. And now I'm going to pray Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 22. That's plain enough, isn't it? You're no longer wandering exiles. This kingdom of faith is now your home country. You're no longer strangers or outsiders. Friends, you belong here. You belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone else. God is building a home. He is using us all, irrespective of how we got here. Hallelujah, in what he is building. He's using us. He used the apostles and prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in. <laughs> brick by brick, stone by stone, with Christ Jesus as the cornerstone that holds all the parts together. We see it taking shape day after day, hallelujah, a holy temple built by God. All of us built into it, a temple in which God is quite at home. God wants to be at home in us, hallelujah. He wants to be at home in us. He wants us to know him so well that we speak and act like Jesus. We're him on this earth. We're sometimes the only Jesus anyone will see around you. And so we've got to get that deep understanding and revelation, hallelujah, of who he really is. We are the church. We are the body of Jesus, the anointed one. And we walk and move and live in his anointing. He is working in us to will and to do of his good pleasure. And there is nothing that will stop. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We deepen our knowledge of who Jesus is. And we keep our eyes clear and focused. In Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 2, it says that you'll keep those in perfect peace whose mind are stayed or fastened or focused on you. And another translation says, those who do that will be completely whole and steady on their feet. You'll never stumble. You'll never fall. 
We don't let the world and its ways distract us from his purposes, but we press more into him and we don't take our free access for granted. We press in and we deepen our understanding of him and our experience of him. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's what kingdom living is about. This is why we come together as a faith family. I come to experience him more. I love my experience with you. I love the experience that we have together. But there's no experience outside of him. There's no, it, nothing compares to experiencing him for yourself. And to go deeper, to go deeper, to go deeper, to go deeper. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on and pray with me for a minute. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I'm going to pray in my heavenly language for a moment. And if you can pray in your heavenly language, you do so too. Those who can't, don't get freaked out. It's okay. It's a heavenly language. Your heart will let you know it's right. Oh, you're calling us deeper, deeper, deeper still. Yes, you are. Oh, oh, oh. Ondo la brosson de lebrando, alemando sono mondra. Eni alema sondo rocosto la Oh, the purposes, the purposes of you, Father. Oh, that's what we want to accomplish, Lord. Oh, we want to walk out your purposes. We want to walk out your plan. Oh, to my song, celebrando the monse. Oh, to know you, to know you, to know you more. Ando a song, de labros, and I'm blessing, I'm Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You're a faithful God, yes, you are. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we thank you for the plans, purposes of God. We make that our pursuit. We make that what we aim for. We acknowledge you. We acknowledge your ways. We acknowledge that you are calling us and we heed and listen to the upward call. We know what you're trying to get across to us, Holy Spirit. We thank you for that. You're letting us know it's not church as usual. It's not just coming together and singing great songs, saying a prayer or two, seeing our friends and family members. That's all wonderful and great. But it's more. There's more. You want us to know who we are. You're the army you're going to use. We're the army you're going to use. So you want us to be ready. Well equipped. Fully resourced. 
and you've given us all the equipment we need. You've put everything on the inside of us. But some have failed to activate. Some have failed to step into that place that I've assigned for them, says the Lord. Some have sidestepped me. Some have taken their own path, created a new path for themselves. But the time is now for you to return to me, says the Lord. Return to the path that I designed for you. Because on that path, you will step into the glory that you've been missing in your life. You will surrender to the grace that you've been walking without, says the Lord. So return unto me. I'm here waiting. Start walking in my direction. Listen to my voice and I will lead you, says the Lord. And the plans that I have for you don't really look like what you thought they would. But if you'll just take some time and sit with me, I'll reveal to you exactly what you need to know. And when you have my plan, you have my grace, says the Lord. And you'll walk in it the rest of your days. And I declare that the rest of your days will be the best of your days. You'll not just walk, but you'll run, says the Lord. You'll run, says the Lord. You'll run, says the Lord. I'll take you to those deeper places in me and I'll reveal facets of me that you've not yet seen. There are parts of me you don't even know exist. But I'm willing to show those to you. If you'll take the time to sit with me, I'm calling you, I'm calling you, answer me and I will show you great and mighty things, says the Lord. Glory to God. 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 Will you answer his call? Will you answer his call? Glory to God. Answer his call this morning. Answer the call of God for your life this morning. He wants us to come deeper. And you may say, well, I, I have a great revelation of who he is. He's, he's just revealed so much to me. There's more. There's more. Or maybe you say, well, I don't even know that I really know him yet. I, I'm hearing about him, but I don't really know him. Well, we can fix that this morning. It's very easy to do that. Very easy to do that. It's just a matter of opening our mouths and telling him. We receive him. Maybe you're watching us this morning or you're here in the house and you've never accepted him officially. We made church membership and partnering with the family official this morning. We just made it official. And so you can make it official with him this morning. It's very simple. Why don't you repeat after me? Those of you who are in the house, let's help. For those who maybe haven't done this, if this is your first time doing it, all you have to do is open your mouth. And you know when you mean something? I can tell my husband I love you and not mean it because maybe I'm mad at him that day. <laughs> I'm saying it by faith. You know when you mean it. 
right? You know when you mean it. And so just mean this. Close your eyes and just say, God in heaven, I fully believe that Jesus is your son. Jesus, I know that you are Lord, that you died for me, for all of my sins, and there are a lot of them. I confess those sins to you and I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins right now right this very moment I repent and I receive my cleansing now Jesus I receive you I bring you close to me right now I desire to know more of you and so I know that you'll show me more of you. I believe that I'm a child of God and that I have a home in heaven when you return. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Ivan, mean, let's play that video and then we will do the offering. Hallelujah. Thank you, Ken. Good morning, Father's House Family Church. It is Nation Barn here with this week's upcoming events and announcements. So listen up. I would like to remind you about the upcoming teen movie night that is happening next Saturday. Teens get excited. It is happening next Saturday from 6 to 9 p.m. right here at Father's House Family Church. They're going to have snacks. They're going to have food. It's going to be an awesome time. Your teen is going to want to be in the building with their friends. So make sure you mark that on your calendars. They're going to be watching the movie Spider-Man No Way Home. All right? Next Saturday. Saturday 6 to 9 right here. Also, I would like to remind you about our upcoming family prayer night. Get excited about prayer. If you missed last Wednesday or this past Wednesday night, it was an awesome time in the Lord. Pastor Maria really shared her heart with us, things that God has been dealing with her about, giving her direction for our church, for our Wednesday night services. So you're going to want to be in the building on Wednesday night, 7 p.m. on March the 30th, okay? If you haven't made plans, this is your reminder to make plans to join us. God is doing a new thing in Father's House Family Church, and it's going to be birthed in prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Our next thing, which is reminder about corporate prayer on Friday's night at 7 p.m. We have corporate prayer on Friday nights at 7 p.m. All are welcome. It's also a wonderful, mighty time in the Lord. We come together. We really focus in on the church. Um, sometimes God leads Pastor Marie in another direction. We pray for other things. We really like to focus on praying for our pastor, praying for the different ministries here at Father's House Family Church. So you're welcome on Friday nights at 7 p.m. And last but not least, I would like to remind you about International Rainbow Day, which will take place on May the 1st. We will come together as a church and pray over the offering. I hope that you have been talking to the Lord and asking Him what He would like for you to give to contribute to our $500 goal that we have this year. So I'm asking that you all continue to save and pray and ask the Lord what he wants you to give towards that $500 goal. We have pushed it up from $300 to $500 this year, and we're believing God that we will meet that goal. Amen. Praise God. At this time, it's time to receive our offering. So we're going to receive Mr. Henry Tabo Oak to receive our offering. Let's receive him.
many of you believe what's been said by the Spirit of God is something that we could respond to? Why was it today and not last Sunday or next Sunday or six months ago? It's because words like that are for today, praise God. Now, I don't remember everything that she said, but because of the... Because of the technology that we have, I can go back and listen to it again. Amen? Something that we must take to heart, praise God. I'm really excited about what the Lord put in my heart to share for this time. If you're in need of an offering envelope, please go ahead and raise your hand and the ushers will serve you this morning. I had something totally different all prepared because... I'm notified, those of us who do receive the offering, we're notified, not the last minute. We get a paper at the beginning of the month, and usually I'm towards the end. So I have three weeks, sometimes four weeks, to think about what I'm going to share in three minutes. So I had a bunch of things in my heart that I, I was contemplating on saying, and in the middle of the night, I get up to use the bathroom about, about a week and a half ago, and I was thinking about those things, and it was like, all of a sudden, there was nothing there. It was like, when that happens to me, I know that there's something else. So I believe that what we are going to hear together this morning as we receive the offering is really the heart of God. It's truly the heart of God because we have to learn to truly, and I mean really disconnect from the world system and enter into his way of doing things. Now, one thing that I've always appreciated from God about God's Word is the fact that it's not ambiguous. There are some things that are hard to understand in the book of Revelation and the Old Testament, but what I am specifically speaking to this morning is that the Word to His body, the Word that we need today to live on today, and it can't be ambiguous. It's got to be straightforward. It needs to be something that I can take and apply in my life, knowing that he's going to back it up, praise God. When it's not ambiguous, it says what it means, and it means what it says. All the guesswork can be removed trying to understand what it means in many areas when it speaks to our Christian lives walk with him today. Hebrews 13.8 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God is not moved by culture changes. He doesn't change because the date changes on a calendar. What God said 1,012 years ago still holds true today exactly the way he said it. What God has said through the Apostle Paul, stands as true today for this body as it did to the people that he was speaking to then. Exactly the same. What he says to us is not changed based on our circumstances, good or bad. It always says the same. And sometimes we struggle with that. We wish or we think if he had a little bit more mercy... Well, there's great mercy in keeping things the same. Not always shifting on us, but remaining the same. To say Jesus is the same is to say the Word of God remains the same. 
the Bible is the same. It, is, it always says the same thing the same way to whomever is reading it or hearing it. It doesn't say it one way to me, one way to Pastor Jack. One, it's the same across the board. And he doesn't care about your, how you feel about it. Can I just tell you? He doesn't care about how you feel about it. Because he knows what he's saying is best. Hard to swallow sometimes. Hard to respond to sometimes, depending on where you are. But it doesn't change the fact that it's the best. The word does not care if you are young or old, rich or poor, black or white, or any other shade in between. The word doesn't care about that. The word cares about you. It doesn't care how you feel about it. I'm going to say it again. It doesn't care how you feel about it or how I feel about it. Acts 10.34b says that God is no respecter of persons. It doesn't matter to him where you are in life, where you were born. We, you know, it doesn't matter to God. He doesn't respect one person over another. That's important for us to really understand. Now, before I read this last portion of Scripture, I want to set this up just a little bit. I want us to use our imaginations this morning because these words came from God to a man, to people so that they could benefit from it. So I want you and I to imagine ourselves this morning as farmers. As a farmer, you will understand this, scripture, this portion of Scripture better. So imagine yourself that you're a farmer. You have acres of land, and that's how you, you provide for your family. And imagine sitting at a kitchen table, talking to someone, I don't know, let's just say the Apostle Paul. You invited him to your house. <laughs> and you're talking to him about the struggles that you're having financially. You're doing everything right as far as you're concerned. You just, you think you had, there's nothing more that I can change. But I'm not prospering the way I see the Bible says that I should be. Well, the Apostle Paul will not feel bad for you. And he's not going to tell you to hold on to your money because you don't have enough. He's going to tell you what God says. And this is where it gets hard to swallow depending on where you are in your financial life. If you're rich already and you hear this, oh yeah, I can do that. But when you're at a place where there is always more month than there is money, where you have to decide whether you're going to pay a car note or pay health insurance. This is not what you want to hear. You don't feel like hearing this, but guess what? God doesn't care how you feel about it. He cares for you, so that's why he's going to tell you this, because this is God's way of prospering. I'm just going to read the scripture. Let the Holy Spirit speak it to you this morning in a fresh new light. Don't be afraid this morning to believe these words. Know that they are true because they are from God through the Apostle Paul. So you're sitting at your table, you're struggling financially, and you're asking the Apostle Paul for help. This is what he says. And this is 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 and down, through the voice translation. 
Now, get the picture. You're sitting there. You're waiting for an answer, something that's going to encourage you. <laughs> and you're broke. You're looking for an answer. And he says, but I will say this to encourage your generosity. The one who plants little harvests little. That's encouraging. And the one who plants plenty harvests plenty. Giving grows out of the heart. Otherwise, you reluctantly grumbled yes because you felt you had to or because you couldn't say no. But this isn't the way God wants it. For we know that God loves a cheerful giver. God is ready to overwhelm you with more blessing than you could ever imagine. Now, picture hearing this verse right here when you're broke and you think you're doing everything right. And I'm saying to you, sitting at your table, God is, all, God is ready to overwhelm you with more blessings than you could ever imagine so that you'll always be taken care of in every way. Yeah, right. And you'll have more than enough to share. That's a hard pill to swallow when I think I'm doing everything right. So, I'm so grateful that the Apostle Paul didn't leave it there. Because I need to know how this works. This is the disconnect from the world system to God's system. This is what he shares. Verse 10. The same one who has put seed into the hands, now he's speaking to farmers, right? So you understand this. The same one who has put seed into the hands of the sower and brought bread to fill our stomachs will provide and multiply the resources you invest, the seed that you sow, and produce an abundant harvest from your righteous actions. You will be made rich in everything so that your generosity will spill over in every direction. Can we believe this? Do we believe it? Through us, your generosity is at work inspiring praise and thanksgiving to God. Just to hear it once like this and... we. We've heard this portion of Scripture many, many times. So why hasn't things changed as much as we think that they should? Here's the key answer to that. We must meditate and revisit these Scriptures until, until we get an image on the inside of us that we are there, that we are prosperous. We must see ourselves prosperous. And the only thing that can make you and I see ourselves prosperous when we're broke is the Word. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some time so that the seed will produce what it says, and then you will see it on the inside first. Then it cannot help. It cannot help but manifest outside of in, in real life. That's the way it works. Get it and get it and get it and get it. And then when you see yourself prosperous, 
even though you may not be like right now, you will give joyfully because you're going to understand the end result of it. And as, as I have said so many times in the past, my wife and I, we're not there yet, but we're way there compared to where we used to be. And we followed this process, not because we had full revelation of it. You don't have to have full revelation of it yet. Just work it, and then light comes on. The light comes on. The light comes on. More light, more light, and you continue to grow and increase. I am looking this morning at a prosperous bunch of people. And not because I'm comparing you with people in India who have nothing or other parts of the world. No, you are prosperous because you are, right now, a child of the living God who owns everything. Amen? Glory to God. I'm excited. I don't know about you. A little wave would be good. Praise God. No. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Do we have the uh, screen up there for what's going on with the... The roof project. There we go. $190 came in. Thank you very much. We're aiming for $400 a week. Hallelujah. Hmm. I, okay, well, I'll just say it. This was part of what I thought I was supposed to say. The Lord just said, no, do this instead. But this is one thing. We are partners together. We are partnering in this together, praise God. When you hear about lawyers, you know, lawyers, they, they partner with another lawyer. They both give it everything, amen? amen? This thing needs to just go away. And some churches would say, okay, I'm going to give $1,000. Who else will give $1,000? It sounds like an auction. <laughs> no, no. Be obedient to the Holy Spirit, and this thing will disappear in three months, praise God. It won't be hard. Well, it won't be hard. Hallelujah. Why don't we stand together this morning? See, I'm kind of glad that I'm receiving the offering after Pastor Maria because now I don't have to think about cutting into her time. <laughs> Hallelujah. When we get to the point where it speaks about the buildings and the lands, uh, can we just not kick it up a notch and say it like more boldness than usual? All right, are you, are you with me? All right, let's do that. Praise God. Ready? Read. Because we are tithers, the windows of heaven are open. The blessing is being poured out. Because we are sowers, we are furnishing abundance for every good work. We receive jobs or better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, praise God. We receive checks in the mail, supernatural wealth transfer, bills paid off, debts demolished, royalties received, and properties acquired. Here it comes. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. Let's say that one more time. We are getting our buildings, lands, houses, vehicles, and equipment. God is bringing into our hands great big seed, and we are moving forward in faith in every area of our lives. Hallelujah. We command our harvest to come. Harvest, come to us now. Harvesting angels, go get it and bring it to us right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. 
Come on forward and release the offerings to the Lord, and Pastor Murphy will pray over it. Glory to God. Glory to God. For those who don't know, we are in the start of a building project. So <laughs> that's the reason, <laughs> one of the reasons for being very fervent <laughs> and uh, loud on that part. Amen? Glory to God. So tomorrow I'll be getting our, we did appraisal for the building. We had to do an appraisal ourselves. Uh, so we went ahead and did that. We felt it was right to do that, even though the town did one. Uh, they have not shared that with us yet, so we got our own appraisal, and uh, I will be calling him in the morning. He has it ready, so we will be doing that appraisal. It's very funky right now, the way that uh, housing market is. You would think that it should not be hard to list, and you can't list too high. The worst part of doing anything is you think, there's nothing too high. Oh, yeah, there's too high, because then if it comes back and then they do the bank does an appraisal, they'll go, there's no way. And so we need to make sure we do an exercise with Wisdom. And so uh, we're going to exercise wisdom and ensure uh, by Wednesday, probably on Wednesday, I'll be able to gather whoever's here with us on Wednesday or joining us online. And we're going to pray about uh, what we're listing the building for. We'll know by tomorrow. Uh, and then uh, by Wednesday, when we go to list, we're going to be praying together. Every step of the way, we're going to pray this thing through. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, I know Mr. Eric has a testimony to share. He'll share that with you next week. Uh, we had a glorious time in Connecticut last week from Sunday to Wednesday. It was just an awesome time in the Lord. If you want to watch it, you can. Grace Family Church in Connecticut is the church. Go back and watch those services. It was just an amazing time of some just revelation from the Lord that just is just gives you and brings you so much liberty. And so uh, concerning prayer, it was a prayer conference. Hallelujah. Thank you, Mr. Donnie. Donnie had a blessing. Donnie got a new job. Yeah. And he was telling me that the job is, if you expected one pay, you don't have to say how much it is, but how much more was it than... Uh, $5 more. Yeah. $5 more than he anticipated. Because he had told me, oh, they're going to pay me $3 more. And then he's like, oh, no, it's $5 more. I'm like, woohoo, praise the Lord. And the hours that he needs it. And so, and right here, local. And so we thank God for that for him. Two minutes from his house. <laughs> I love it. God works so good. Kev got the same thing. See, God is working when we put him first. Yeah. <laughs> when we put him first, he goes, he goes ahead and does what he needs to do. Amen. Father, we just thank you for the giving this morning. I thank you that hearts were open to give, always open to give. We are cheerful givers. I thank you for those who gave in the house, those who gave online. Father, we thank you for them. I thank you that they are the blessed of the Lord and you are making them rich <laughs> in Jesus name. That's not a swear word. That's a good word to use in church. I thank you, Father, that we are blessed abundantly. We have an abundant supply of whatever we need this week. In Jesus' name, we open the door for it and let it in. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Come on and stand with me. Hallelujah. And you are free to go. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Just made it easier for you to leave. That's all. 